Day 58, God's Love Letter to You, Mark Chapter 2, Jesus Heals a Paralyzed Man. When Jesus returned to Capernaum seven, several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive us. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Jesus calls Levi. Matthew. Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other reputable sinners. There were many people kissing. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious laws, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Six people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. A discussion about fasting. Once John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them, but someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with a new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving it an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine on new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst. The wineskins and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. A discussion about the Sabbath. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abathar was a high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to him, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. Exodus 27 Plans for the Altar of Burnt Offering Using Asia wood, construct a square altar seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long, and four and a half feet high. 
Make horns for each of its four corners so that the horns and altar are all one piece. Overlay the altar with bronze. Make ash buckets, shovels, basin, meat forks, and fire pans, all of bronze. Make a bronze grating for it and attach four bronze rings at its corners. Install the grating halfway down the side of the altar under the ledge. For carrying the altar, make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with bronze. Insert the poles through the rings on the two sides of the altar. The altar must be hollow, made from planks. Build it just as you were shown on the mountain. Plan for the courtyard. Then make the courtyard for the tabernacle enclosing with curtains made of finely woven linen. On the south side, make the curtains 150 feet long. They will be held up by 20 pots set securely in 20 bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. Make the curtains the same on the north side. 150 feet of curtains held up by the 20 posts set securely in the bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard will be 75 feet long, supported by 10 posts set into 10 bases. The east end of the courtyard, the front, will also be 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance will be on the east end, flanked by its two curtains. The curtain on the right side will be 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side will also be 22 and a half feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, make a curtain that is 30 feet long. Make it from finely woven linen and decorate it with beautiful embroidery in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Support it with four posts, each securely set in its own base. All the pots around the courtyard must have silver rings and hooks and bronze bases. So the entire courtyard will be 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, with curtain walls 7.5 feet high, made from the finely woven linen. The bases for the posts will be made of bronze. All the articles used in the rituals of the tabernacle, including all the tent pegs used to support the tabernacle and the courtyard curtains, must be made of bronze. Light for the tabernacle. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to keep the lamps burning continually. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in the front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel, and it must be observed from generation to generation. Exodus 28 Clothing for the Priests Call for, call for your brother Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so they may minister to me and be my priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart from my service. These are the garments that they are to make, a chest piece, an ephod, a robe, a patterned tunic, a turban, and a, a turban and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear them when they serve me as a priest. So give them fine linen, cloth, gold thread, and blue and purple and scarlet thread. The craftsman must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully embroidered it with gold and blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It will consist of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two pieces. The decorative sash will be made of the same materials, finely woven linen embroidered with gold and blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Take the two onyx stones and engrave them on the names of the tribes of Israel. Six names will be on each stone, arranged in the order of births from original sons of Israel. Engrave these names on the two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves a seal. 
then mount the stones and settings of gold filigree. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. Aaron will carry these names on his shoulders as a constant reminder whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the settings of gold filigree. Then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree settings on the shoulders of the ephod. Design of the chest piece. Then with great skill and care, make a chest piece to be worn for a seeking decision from God. Make it to match the ephod using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with purple, blue, and scarlet thread. Make the chest piece a single piece of cloth folding the form of pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange jessamine, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row will contain a blue green beryl, an onyx, and a green jasper. All these stones will be set in gold filigree. Each stone will represent one of the 12 sons of Israel and the name of the tribe that will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold rings and attach them to the corners of the chest piece. Tie the two gold cords in the two rings on the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod below the shoulder pieces just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with the blue cords. This will hold the chest piece securely to the ephod and above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on his sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes to before the Lord. Insert the Urim and the Thummim into the sacred chest piece so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people whenever he goes into the Lord. Additional clothing for the priests. Make the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. Reinforce it with a woven collar so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and pomegranates are to alternate all around the hem. Aaron will wear his this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not die. Next, make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with the words, Holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban where it must remain. Aaron must wear it on his forehead so he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead so the Lord will accept the people. Weave Aaron's panel tunic from fine linen cloth. Fashion the turban from the linen as well. Also make a sash and decorate it with colorful embroidery. For Aaron's sons, make tunics, sashes, and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments, and then anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they may serve as my priests. Also make linen undergarments for them to be worn next to their bodies, reaching from their hips to their thighs. 
These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. Psalms 58 Justice, do you rulers know the meaning of the word? Do you judge the people fairly? No, you plot injustice in your hearts. You spread violence through the land. These wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they have lied and gone their own way. They spit venom like deadly snakes. They are like cobras that refuse to listen, ignoring the tune of the snake charmers, no matter how skillfully they play. Break off their fangs, O God. Smash the the jaws of these lions, O Lord. May they disappear like water into the thirsty ground. Make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve in the slime, like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. God will sweep them away, both young and old, faster than than pot heats over burning thorns. The godly will rejoice when they see the injustice avenged. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then at last, everyone will say, There truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on earth. 